If you would, 2 Kings chapter 4, verses 1 through 7, reading from the King James Version. It reads, Now there cried a certain woman of the wives of the sons of the prophets unto Elisha, saying, Thy servant, my husband, is dead. And thou knowest that thy servant did fear the Lord. And the creditor is come to take him unto him, my two sons, to become bondmen. And Elisha said unto her, What shall I do for thee? Tell me, what hast thou in the house? And she said, Thine handmaid hath not anything in the house save a pot of oil. Then he said, Go borrow the vessels abroad of all thy neighbors, even empty vessels, borrow not a few. And when thou art come in, thou shalt shut the door upon thee and upon thy sons, and shalt pour out into all those vessels, and thou shalt set aside that which is full. So she went from him and shut the door upon her uh, sons who brought the vessels to her, and she poured out. And it came to pass, when the vessels were full, that she said unto her son, Bring me yet a vessel. And he said unto her, Thou is not a vessel more. And the oil stayed. Then she came and told the man of God, and he said, Go sell the oil and pay thy debt, and live thou and thy children of the rest. Lord, please bring a word for your people right now, a word that will release them from the poverty-stricken spirit, a word that will break the poverty of a chain that has been going on for generations. Release a spirit of wealth into their life so that they would not ever walk in lack. Break every bond of poverty. Break every sign of lack. Break every sign of poor. Because, Lord, you came to give us life and to give it to us more abundantly. Allow them to hear this word and for the word not to fall on thorny ground nor shallow ground, now rocky ground, but allow it to fall on good ground. A heart that's open to understand that you want us to be blessed abundantly and you want us to bless us not just so we can go buy another car or another house or a gold chain or some type of clothing, but allow us to understand that you're blessing us to make sure that the people in the world are blessed. You're using us as stewards over your money, pipelines of your anointing. We love you, God, and we thank you for your grace. We thank you for the abundance. And now, Lord, we never will begin to reduce you down anymore because we understand that you are God that magnifies. You shall do exceedingly abundantly above, above whatever we can ask, think, or imagine according to the power that works in us. And, Lord, according to the power that works in us, it means that we must do something. Allow us to be better partners with you. Allow us to be better hearers of you. Allow us to be better communicators with you so that we may be able to bless the people that you want us to influence and bless. We love you, God, for increasing our territory and trusting us with your word to get it into the nations. In the name of Jesus, we do pray. Amen. As you take your seat, I want to speak to you from the subject, God, show me where my oil is. God, show me where my oil is. The text tells us that a man was faithful in ministry but died broke. Just because you live holy does not mean that you will have money. There has to be an application of what you do for yourself that sets a standard for you and your family and your children. 
the woman pleads with the prophet and says, look here, my husband was faithful. He went to church every Sunday. He went there every Tuesday, was at Bible study, taught Sunday school, but we have nothing, Lord. Uh, we have nothing, uh, uh, Brother Elisha. Uh, I, I was, I was, but when she pleaded with him and said, help him, Brother Ozzy, I began to, I was expecting Elisha to write a check. But he says, what do you have at home? Nowhere in the text does the prophet ever give her a dime. Maybe we have to reevaluate how we do outreach. I'm not sure that we are helping people by just writing checks. He asked a critical question, how can I help you? In other words, he's saying, this is the day you're going to have to start helping yourself. These boys are looking at you, and you should not show them an example of a defeated, broke mentality. Are you showing them any resilience or creativity? Why are you asking me for help? Have you asked yourself? She answers the prophet from a broke, defeated mentality. I have nothing but a little bit of oil. I don't know what you about you, but if you just had a little bit of oil in your life, you will be all right. But watch the prophet. He asks, do you have any jars? He says, get all your jars and go to your neighbor's house and borrow theirs. Get your jars and theirs. Get your sons together and start a family business with nothing. No bank, no loan, no capital, no co-signer. He said, I, 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 don't, don't bring nobody in there. Just get it together. Everybody in her neighborhood had the tools for wealth but didn't know it. She borrowed what she needed for the business from them. Why didn't they see what was going on? They made a loan and didn't ask anything. Sometimes we are helping people, but really handicapping people. Some people ask for the same thing over and over again, and we sometimes give all ourselves away helping them. You have to learn how to safeguard yourself and let people know, I can't help you this time. Oh, some of us don't, do, don't have anything because we poured all of our oil into other people's lives. You have to be careful because sometimes you can be too nice. I don't know who that's for. People will use you and take from you even though they know you are tired and don't have anything else in you. And it's up to you to safeguard your own assets. People will ask, ask you for emergency loans and assistance. You better start asking questions. Don't, don't loan anybody money that don't have a plan. Oh, you better watch out. You have too much to do for you and your family. I say, hey, are you going to pay me back? When and how? And if you done so poorly on this loan right here, how you going to pay that loan back and me back? The prophet didn't say, go get your extended family so they could pour. But he also said, he said, go get your two sons and close the door. Can I tell you something? Some of our have business ideas all the time, but you know they die every time because you continue to pull people into your vision in the embryonic stages. You keep pulling in people just because you, you don't want to step out by yourself. You nervous and you want somebody else to be on the ship with you. But can I tell you something? If you're pulling people in your business just because you're nervous and don't want to be by yourself, it is your flesh pulling the wrong individuals in. It has to be a sense of peace and understand that if God 
have me do it by myself. It'll be all right, and he'll bring the right people in. He says, shut the door. Don't bring nobody else in here. Every time you start a business, you pull somebody in who broke. If you already broke, don't go get somebody else broke. Find somebody else with some money. Something. Keep pulling in people that don't have any confidence in themselves and don't have any confidence in you. If you don't have more confidence in me than I have in myself, I can't deal with you. If you're not there being my cheerleader talking about Hercules, Hercules, I know you can do it. I don't want you in my life. You got to start safeguarding yourself and stop letting people hang around you just because you've been knowing them for years. They still in the same place. They still living like they had in college. They still over at the club getting drunk 55 60 years old I'm, I'm, I'm trying to help somebody and because because some of us aren't successful because we continue to hang with folk from the neighborhood just because they from 26th street just because they lived on Oyster Point don't own nothing let me get out of here I'm trying to help somebody, but you continue to connect with people just because they grew up with you. I don't know who I'm talking to, but let me go ahead. He said, borrow some pots. Let me get back to the text, but not a few. And they began pouring. Pay close attention to the text. The oil does not run out. The pots do. God can only pour into areas you make available to him. He cannot pour into you what you don't give him access to. Some of us continue to give God our praise, but not our determination. Faith without works is dead. You can scream, holler. I know I talked about the healing, and we can jump around all day, but if you don't jump around and put a plan together, you're going to still be broke. Uh, I, know, I, know, I know this ain't no clapping sermon, but thank you for the claps anyway. I appreciate you. <laughs> See, See, there's a singular difference between a pipeline and a sewer. The difference is what runs through it. And a pipeline is oil. In a sewer is garbage and refuse. I don't know how some people go to church every day, every Sunday after Sunday. How can you come to church Sunday after Sunday, week after week, hear powerful words and still walk around here broke, busted, and disgusted, and don't walk out of here with no type of anointing on your life. Don't come here just to be a hearer of the word. Come here to be a doer of the word. Don't just be on Facebook listening to the sermon to see what I say right or wrong when you don't read your Bible no way. You need to come into God's presence expecting a word from God no matter how messed up I am, no matter how sinful I am, no matter how afraid I am. When I bring the word of God, you need to hear the word of God and don't worry about my personality. Don't worry about my life. Don't worry about my setback and understand that God is trying to get a word to you so you can walk out of here blessed. There's no reason why you should come in here and leave out the same way you came. You should leave out of here more anointed. You should leave out of here with a blessed idea that God has put in your spirit so you can walk around with power. But there are some people who come to church who are actually connecting and understand God and understand the power of prosperity and understand that they're going to bless God through me. Not, not me, but yourself, what I'm talking about, because the oil runs through me. Look at your neighbor and say, the oil runs through me. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And you got to let them know 
Because I'm a pipeline, you can touch me and I can transfer the same anointing to your life without losing the contents of what I possess. And again, come on somebody, I need you to pay attention to the text. Remember the oil never run out, the pots do. You need to open up to God and tell God he has permission to unleash oil into every area of your life. If your relationship is dead, tell God, I need the oil. If your finances are dead in your life, tell him I need the oil. But he's going to ask you for 10% because he wants, that's the way you give him access to your finances. Pay your tithes. See, I know people get mad about me talking about money, but Ecclesiastes from King Solomon says money answers all things. I know we talk about salvation. We talk about salvation all the time. I know we talk about the new heaven, but even King, remember when he preached, he said, you keep talking about the new heaven, but I want you to talk about the new New York, the new Atlanta, the new Birmingham. You keep worrying about treasures in heaven. The heavenly treasures will be there, but God said, I need you to have treasures down here because the more treasures you have, the more credibility I I have with you because when you open your mouth and you have a successful business, people will listen to you more readily than if you a failure. God does not bless you for you. He blesses you for his name's sake, not yours. Lord, I don't deserve to be blessed. He know you don't. Wipe your daggone nose, put your little eyebrows back on, and get up and tell God, you better use me how you want to use me. Bless me so I can bless people in my neighborhood. Bless me so I can bless people in Africa. Bless me so I can bless people in Virginia. Bless me, Lord, because I know you have a purpose for me. And although I don't deserve to be blessed, you bless me for your name's sake. That's the problem with church folk. They think when I'm talking about money. See, can I tell you something? Stop hanging with church folk and hang with kingdom folk. Because the whole bunch of church folk, mad, mean, and rattlesnake. They come to church every Sunday and don't like nobody. I need some kingdom-minded people. I need some people that understand that God wants to give me a good measure, blessing, pressed down, shaking together, and running over. You know why he wanted to run over? So I can give it to somebody else. Hopefully, if you, if you, if you pour a Coke in ice and it start running over, hope you ain't wiping it off the floor, licking on it. Let the flow have that overflow. Let it, let it have it. God wants to give you a good measure, blessing, press down, shaking together, and running over so you can bless other people. This series is not about you. It's about the kingdom of God. It's about kingdom folk walking in their kingdom power so they can have influence in the world. It's not about you just having money and becoming rich. It's about you becoming wealthy so your voice can be magnified so the people in the world can respect what it is you have to say. It was funny. I ain't trying to say what I drive. I was driving a car, and you know, I met these people at the house to show them a house on yesterday, and it was, it was a hoop tee right there. And, and I, I went to get in the car, I said, oh, you driving that car? I don't know why I thought it was that car. I said, I don't know why you thought that either. <laughs> Raggedy car. God ain't got me rolling like that. You ain't gonna catch me riding dirty. <laughs> they we be rolling. <laughs> They hate it. <laughs> no, baby, I ain't riding with that. <laughs> I thought that was your car. I said it nice, but I was highly offended. 
I'm like, well, they call it worse than your kind. <laughs> I hope they ain't that church. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Help me, Lord. Oh, you got to give the Holy Spirit access to your finances, access to your family. God is a gentleman. He's not going to overpower you to get in your face. He said, if you draw nigh unto me, I'll draw nigh unto you. He won't bust into your life uninvited. <laughs> See, what areas in your life have you not allowed God to put some oil on? You do know the oil represents the anointing. And see, the problem is some of us try to walk into places that we ain't anointed for. Some people will say, some people say, oh, I want to do this, but that ain't where your oil at. Maybe you a good photographer, but maybe you can't video. Know where your oil is. Maybe, maybe, maybe you a good usher, but you too nice to be security. Go where your oil is. Maybe you can play the organ, but maybe you shouldn't sing no solo. Go where the oil is. Your gift will make room for you. The problem is, some of y'all don't know two plus two and you're trying to be an engineer. Go find something else to do. You don't know no math. Because you're chasing money instead of chasing the kingdom of God. This series is not about you just trying to go get money because you're greedy. It's about understanding that God wants to give you an abundant blessing as long as you're honoring him. To all the haters out there who still want to be broke, that was a message for me. See, when God gets ready to bless you, it'll be something that's already in your house. It'll be something you had no idea that God could use to bless you. And he's going to bless you by adding on to your original dream. To what he really called you to do. He will add on to it. See, see, it, it, it's, 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 it won't be something separate from what you're doing. It'll be an add-on. The prophet said, how can I help you? He's supposed to be a prophet. He's asking her to make her depend on the power God has in her. See, it's funny how the brain is so complex because, see, the, 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 the prophet was trying to show her some assets in her life she didn't know. See, see, God is going to show some stuff that's already in your house that has value that you didn't know had value. Ain't it funny how complex the brain is, but sometimes it misses the obvious? Have I been late to work looking for your glasses and they're on your face? Huh? Trying to hurry up and make it on a date. Trying to look for your keys. They're hanging on the door where you always leave them. Huh? I haven't I, I done it before. Been on phone. I, man, I can't find my phone. I, man, I'm looking for my phone so I can get out of here. And I'm talking on the phone. And the person on the phone must be dumb too because they should say, well, Negro, you on the phone. It's in your hand. Aren't you not talking to me on the phone? Go in the car. <laughs> can't find my phone. I can't find it. <laughs> huh? See, ain't it funny? But, but it'll be obvious. Ice cream was invented in 2000 B.C. But it took another 3,900 years before the ice cream cone was invented. 
That's why I get so mad. I waited 3,900 years for an ice cream cone. You don't want to press the ice cream all the way in in my cone. I don't want just a top. I need you to press it down. Ben and Jerry, Cold Stone, it's a cone. Why you just put it at the top? One scoop, you better make it two scoops, even though I paid for one. I need it pressed down, shake it together, and run it over. Waited 3,900 years to make an ice cream cone, and you can't even feel my ice cream cone up. What's wrong with me, man? I don't know why. Meat been around forever. Bread was invented in 2600 BC, but it took 4,300 years before they put the sandwich together, before they brought the bread and the meat together. 4,300 years. That's a long time to be waiting for a sandwich. I had to wait 4,300 years before you put the bread and the meat together. You better give me a, a Jason Deli sandwich. Those little sandwich you give me. You know Jason Deli? It's going to be so thick you can't eat it. They make sure they make your sandwich good. But anyway, the, the flushing toilet was invented in 1775. Toilet paper wasn't invented until 1857. What were they doing for 82 years? 82 years. Something smells funny in here. I don't, <laughs> I don't know. I flushed the toilet. <laughs> doesn't seem obvious until after you connect them. You don't understand toilet without paper, ice cream without a cone, right? You don't understand that stuff. You don't understand uh, bread and meat without a sandwich. But it's because it's already been put together, so now it's obvious, but it wasn't obvious until somebody put it together. There's some resources in your house that you have not tapped into yet. See, God is about to show you what you're working with. He's about to show you where your oil is. He's about to show you how to get your breakthrough. He's about to show you how to make that money. He's about to show you how to take care of your family. He's about to show you how to leave a legacy. Watch this. Some of us are at church but are not connected to God. There are some people that come to church every day, week long, but I need you to get this. I need you to get it. You come, I gotta, see, the toy makers understand kingdom better than us. And we need to understand it. Remember God said, seek ye first the kingdom of God, and he will add on all these things unto you, right? A lot of times when I go to do comedy, I get a bigger check than I do when I go preach, at least in Virginia, because Virginia cheap folk. But, but seriously, <laughs> sorry, this is the truth came out, didn't mean to slip out at church. But I'm saying, I make more money doing real estate than I make preaching. Because the accessories that God adds on to me sometimes will make more money as long as I'm faithful to what it is he wants me to do. Right? Right? As long as you seek ye first the kingdom, I left my real estate. I came here. I didn't, I didn't sell for eight years. One used to having a car note. A car note, what is that? I had to pay a car note because I ain't had the money I usually have. You used to have so much money in the bank, it didn't even matter. But God said, leave it alone because I want to see if you're faithful enough to come here. Will you leave your riches? Will you leave your wealth and follow me and do what it is I called you to do? And I'm a testament to that. If you do what God tells you to do, he'll give you a good measure, blessing, press down, shake it together, and run it over. 
But Barbie is so wild. Barbie is an elegant doll. Barbie looks so good, but they make more money off the accessories than they make off Barbie. Look how Barbie does it. Barbie is in the house, but Barbie said, I'm tired of wearing the same outfit every day. So Barbie go gets a job and starts dressing herself to make it a little bit. She go buy her some Prada. She go buy her some Coach. She go buy her some Gucci. She go buy her whatever it is she want to buy. And then her mama say, look here, baby. I need you to get a better job because I need you to move out of the house because you're too old now. So then Barbie said, hold on, mama. Let me go buy a Barbie car. So you got to go buy a Barbie car to add on to the Barbie doll. Then you got to go buy Barbie a house because now she got to be independent. And then Barbie get tired of being by herself. So now you got to go buy Ken. And you bring Ken in the house. Ken, oh, Barbie said, look here, Ken, baby. You can't just be in here not working. Go buy Ken a briefcase. Then you got to go buy Ken a car. Then hold on. Barbie said, we can't keep shacking up. We go to New Beach Grove Baptist Church and we got to be holy. So you know what I got to do? You got to go put a ring on it. So now you got to go buy a ring for Ken so he can give it to Barbie. Come on, somebody. And now you got to buy a bigger house because now they had a baby. It's the add-on. God is going to add on to the original dream that you already have. And you got to let people know if you don't, if you're not an accessory that go with me, that helps me go to another level, you don't fit the composure of this original Barbie, baby. You don't fit the composure of this kid. If you ain't coming to bring something to me to help me get where I got to go, you got to leave me alone. If you always telling me what I can't do, I got to get away from you. Are you good enough to be around this Barbie? I don't need no knockoff cans. I don't need no knockoff Barbies. I need somebody that's able to handle this anointing that's in me that can understand I can't talk to you every day. Every now and then I got to get in the praise in the presence of God. And if I got to talk to you every second of the day, you can't help me. Ooh. ready to be blessed because I'm so tired of people bawling in the streets and struggling in the sanctuary. It makes no sense. Lady expected me to be broke. I'm out selling houses. What am I going to be broke for? Expecting to see a broke down jalopy. Because I'm a preacher and I go to church, I'm supposed to be broke? No. God is going to take the same gifts you had in the world, put them in the ethical guise, and anoint them. I used to throw the biggest party. I'm going to go ahead and confess it. Me and my people put this thing together called Players Ball at Georgia Southern, the biggest, wildest, sinful party you can ever go to. Georgia Southern wanted to shut it down because they were saying it brought a bad taste to Georgia Southern and the, and the businesses would say, no, welcome players ballers on the billboards because it was bringing money to them. And so I was like, I'm going to distance myself from it. Magazine, they were in magazines, one of the top five uh, black college weekend things to go to. I was one of the help people that helped start it. And so now God said, I'm going to take that same ability that you had. You're going to throw conferences. You're going to put on March Gospel Madness. You're going to put the biggest kingdom parties together to make up for all the hell you call that Georgia Southern. 
<laughs> oh! My oil is on putting on events. My oil is on bringing people together, even though I'm an introvert. I can always bring people together because they can talk to each other and I can sit there and be quiet. You got to know where your oil is. The same stuff. Some of y'all some party throwers. Throw a party for the kingdom. Throw a gospel concert. Don't call Tupac. He dead anyway. Call Yolanda Adams. Y'all don't hear what I'm saying? God wants to take the same gifts you use for the world and use them in here. <laughs> See, the Bible says that all things work for the good of those who are called according to his purpose. Seek your birth, the kingdom of God, and all things will be added unto you. So can I say something about restaurants? Restaurants make money this way. They, they tax you on the front end and the back end and the middle. When you get there, you see about 30 chairs open. Even when it was, even when it was before COVID, you see about 30 chairs open. Hold on, man. I, I can't sit down. No, because what they want to do, they want to send you to the bar. And when you go to the bar, they got these drinks. And the wine list longer than the food list. And even though they waiting to see if you're going to buy something or not, and they, oh, she buying something. Oh, he buying Okay, they bought something. Now we can go on and put them to their chair. And then at the end, they got dessert beverages. I know, I know I got a lot of church folks. The only thing you drink is communion. But can I talk to the folk that's on streaming? I want to kind of talk to the people on streaming because, you know, my people only drink the grape juice, Welch's. And then they got dessert beverages. And so, and, and they got the appetizer wine. They got the, the dessert wine. And they got wine that costs the same as the bottle per glass. And the bottle about five times more than what you would have bought at the store. But because you want to look like you're a baller, you want to buy it. Just give me a bag. I'll bring my own bottle in there. I'll buy the food. <laughs> but the thing about it, but once you realize how valuable you are, you will tell the world, I don't need your appetizers. I don't need your dessert wine. God has paid a price for me, and I'm going to just add on to what God has, has made my original dream. I'm a pastor, but he added on to comedy. He added on to real estate. Why? Because when you're faithful to do what God wants you to do, he'll add some accessories in your life and give you a good measure of blessing. Press down, shake it together, and run it over. All I want is my purpose. Tell the devil I don't need your appetizers on the menu. I don't need your dessert wines. I don't need a whole bunch of bubbles. I don't need a whole uh, bunch of, of, of Lisa's or whatever it is. All I need is my original Barbie. All I need is my original Ken. And once I get that together, then two can walk together. And, and when they walk together, God will give me a good measure of blessing, pressed down, shaking together, and running over. If you're not the Ken for me, get away from me. If you're not the for me, get away from me. I don't want the appetizers. I don't want the dessert wine. All I want is who I'm supposed to be connected to for my blessing so God can give me a good blessing. You, you got to get this point and I'm going to sit down. I need you to understand this. Some of you all keep hanging around status quo people. They happen with the status quo. You know why some church people are mad? Some church people get mad because I don't wear a tie every Sunday. Oh, Lord, he ain't anointed. He ain't got no tie on. Well, if the tie could just bring me an anointing, Lord, have mercy. 
We in trouble, boy. I wear 50 ties. Be like Kwame. Remember Kwame back in the day? He used to put the ties in his jacket and tie. We have a tie everywhere. That's not what the anointing is. You got to understand, I wear this sometimes so I can relate to young folk. I wear suits sometimes so I can relate to the old people. You got to learn how to market what it is God is trying to get for you. And some of y'all look the same way all this. Can I tell you something? Can I tell you a secret? <gasps> Boring people are broke. Boring people are broke. As long as you're trying to be like everybody else, you're going to stay in that same place, broke, busted, and disgusted. You got to be original. The same folk that used to talk about us for doing comedy, calling me the devil, they do more comedy shows than we do now. Oh, he the devil over there having comedy on New Year's Eve, and now them same jokers do the same thing. Because you can't worry about what people think. When you stop worrying about what people think, you will walk in your overflow. Huh? You will walk in your overflow if you stop trying to be like everybody else. The problem is you keep trying to fit in with everybody around you. See, see, can I tell you something? Can I tell you a secret, uh, Brother McClendon? See, 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 when, when you do stuff that, that seems, that, that when you do stuff that nobody else do and you don't have money at the time, they call you crazy. But when you make money, they call you eccentric. And so just go on and let them call you crazy now because about two or three months later, they're going to be calling you eccentric because they're going to be like, how in the world she made that? She crazy, she crazy, she crazy. And all of a sudden, they're going to start saying, oh, that girl eccentric, baby. I know she be doing some crazy stuff, but God done blessed her. I don't know how she got the favor. You know why God wants you to be paid? Because he said, I blesses you for, his, for my name's sake and not your name. He blesses you for him because he wants you to look good because when you look good, he looks good. You represent God. You are a king kingdom man. You are a kingdom woman and you represent him. You are an ambassador for God. Nobody want to jump on a bandwagon of a defeated team. Where the cowboy fans at now? Ah, oh, shut up. You ain't said nothing to now because I said something. I'm just saying, you might be a real one, but it would be a whole. Well, let them win the Super Bowl. I remember when, I, I remember, I was like, whoa, it's a whole bunch of Atlanta folk here now because they had all this Hulk stuff on. And I was like, whoa, hey, what part of Atlanta are you from? Because nobody wear Hulk stuff in Atlanta stuff because we don't ever win. They might wear Braves stuff. I'm used to that. People with Braves, I get that. <laughs> but I'm like, where you from? And they were looking at me like I was crazy. Oh, the Hawks did good that year. That's why they got the Hulk stuff on. See what I'm saying? The reason why God wants you to do good is so he can go on and get some bandwagon folk and eventually get them really converted. He wants you to be blessed because if people want to join a winning team. They don't want to join a losing team. If I come in this church and you always broke and you got holes in your shoes all the time and you always look like you don't have anything and you always sick and you always defeated, why in the world would I join your church? I want to go to a winning team. I want to go where the people are blessed and highly favored of the Lord. I want to go where God is giving good measure blessing. Press down, shaking together, and running over. I want to go where people are blessed and they coming and blessed and they going. I want to go where people are blessed in the valley and blessed in the field. I want to go where people are the head and not the tail, above and not beneath, the lender and not the borrower. I want to go where they are blessed, favored, healed, liberated, happy, joyful, winners. Hey! 
game. I don't want to go to a losing team. That's why God wants to bless you because when you blessed, he looks good. So maybe this will make you comfortable. God isn't blessing you for you. He's blessing you for himself. And God wants you to catch this, this prosperity word because he wants you to be expecting to get blessed. He wishes above all things that you be prosperous and in good health, even as your soul prospers. Prosperity does not just mean money in this text. But see, you got to understand, he wants you to be prosperous. He wants you to be in good health because he don't want you lacking anything. But he know if you ain't got money, your health going to fail. If you ain't got health, your money going to fail. And he knows that's what makes you the most comfortable. When you can live a comfortable life, you can be able to bless other folk. You can't bless nobody. I'm struggling. I remember when I took a year off and God told me to take a year off for, uh, to go to seminary. And, and, and you know, I, I was probably nine months in. And I had these shoes, the holes started coming in my shoe and everything. And I used, to, I used to snap on homeless folk, ask me for money. I'm almost with you. Leave me alone. <laughs> I had a house and a car. God was sustaining me, but he wanted me to be faithful. And I'm like, man, I'm rocking around here. I can feel the ground under my shoe. I'm out here like Fred Flintstone. Are you asking me for a dollar? Got no dollar for you. I was the meanest chaplain with a suit on with my homeless folk. Then I started realizing, man, they over here. Then I go to Superman, man, you just working the circuit, man. You probably got more money than me. Let me borrow $5. <laughs> but no, seriously, God wants you to have an overflow so you can bless other people. He wants you to have an overflow so you can bless the world. He wants you to have an overflow so you can bless those in need. You, might buy, go, you may go buy a better car. You may go buy a better house. But at the end of the day, he wants you to do with the money he gives you what he tells you to. He blesses you because he can trust you. And he knows his kingdom will be magnified when he gives you the resources. Can God trust you enough to give you the resources that he wants to give you? And you use them exactly how he tells you to do it. Amen.